Uh, welcome to the Eric Andrews Lang Show, Bailey Chambly. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Early in the morning, having some coffee. Early in the morning, this is the first podcast we've done in my house. Well, that's not true. We used to do them in the house all the time, but they were downstairs. We had a little podcast studio in oh. the office. So first time with this background, yeah. a design you painted. Pretty that's, sweet. That's true. Right, yeah. Uh, I didn't know you were an artist as well. Um, you know, I'm just a copycat, like we were talking. I saw it in a design <laughs> store, and I just sort of went in and just copied it. I Much tried, more economical that way. It is. Yeah. And I tried to make it look as bad as I could, and everyone says it looks great. Right, yeah. yeah. No, it does. Um, so how do you... One of my favorite ways to start the podcast is when you meet somebody, how do you describe yourself when they say, you know, what do you do? Um, I should know that, shouldn't I? She's readjusting her seat <laughs> in the chair. Well, so I, right, I'm giggling because first of all, uh, I just recently sort of am transitioning my last name to Chambly from Mosier. So when you say, how do I like introduce myself and what I say about myself, typically I've been confused. I've been married for almost three years. I reach my hand out, shake someone's hand, and just say, hi, I'm Bailey. Because I don't know what to say. Am I Mosier? Am I Shambly? Am I Bailey Mosier Shambly? So that's, first of all, why I hesitated and I'm giggling. Um, like, I'm Cher or Madonna. Like, I'm Bailey. That's all Just need one word. I'm just Bailey. I mean, there is only one Bailey. That's true. In golf. One, yeah. yeah, so you should just... Actually, right? Just take just, off the rest. Right. Who needs all that? Yeah. Jumbo, jumbo. I mean, the, actually, the whole idea of centralizing your last name is kind of strange if you think about it. Right. Like taking the man's name or, I don't know, hyphenated names were big when I was young. Right. And, well, that's a whole other conversation we don't have to go down. But um, <laughs> what do I do was part of the original intent of that question. Um, yeah, I work at Golf Channel. I think that's pretty much that. And then a lot of people don't actually know I'm in front of the camera. They're like, oh, what do you do there? I'm like, oh, you know, I've done a lot of things, which is true. I've been there for nine years, and I have done a lot of things. Um, so I have to tell them, you know, I'm a editor for GolfChannel.com. I transitioned and did uh, video for the website, and then I transitioned and I was on the actual TV, did Morning Drive, did some reporting uh, at some, you know, various events that come up, and then... Was that uh, the original dream, or, or was 100%, there... 100%, yes. Right. Um so I, I didn't get into golf until I was 15, but once I did start paying attention to golf, I wanted to be Kelly Tillman. So okay. that was 100%. I wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted to be Kelly Tillman. And were you like, as a kid, were you like uh, always into sort of being um, the center of attention in some way? Not, you know, in a positive yeah, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have a early memory. I don't, yeah, I don't remember being... Um, hugely like look at me look at me but I also don't remember being very shy uh an early memory I have we were on some like steamboat I guess maybe in like New Orleans or whatever and I remember myself and one other little girl I don't I was probably I don't know five six maybe uh we like were dancing the whole night in the middle of the dance floor amongst all the adults and other kids were around whatever and just having the time of our lives like I remember that that sticks out that Clearly, I had no qualms about getting out there and getting in the center of attention. <laughs> in some sense, I mean, you know, there's this sort of unified understanding that, uh, you know, maybe the experience of playing through another group is nerve-wracking, right? Like, you know, because mm. you have to sort of sure. perform your swing. Absolutely. Have you seen some of that, like, in your own life? Like, I know there's been a couple things here and there where I've had to hit a golf ball in front of, you know, 
more than a handful of people, you know, in right. some cases, a couple hundred. And it's, it's really intense. And sure. how do you, does there any element of that where you sort of link it to the performance aspect or is it strictly just athletic movement with some, you know, mental clarity? Um, so golf specifically, I mean, yeah, now we're just going performing, into golf. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been playing golf now for, you know, 17 years. So at this point in my life, uh, it's just, I mean, I'm a fairly decent golfer, so I, I have confidence in my golfing ability. Uh, I'm not performing or nervous about performing. I mean, of course it creeps into your head. Uh, and if, you know, you quote unquote have the audacity to like go through a group, you know, you better, you, you better know what you're doing. Like you better perform well. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's been a long time since I've any, had any faux pas in that area. Do you talk about your golf game a little bit? <laughs> Tell me about it. Right. Game. I'm acting like I'm a scratch golfer. Uh, no, I'm, you're really good. I'm a six at the moment. Really? I am. I, we played a little, a few holes yesterday and I would have guessed you were a two or a three. Well, thank you. I did play actually pretty dang good yesterday. I saw that. Every, um, every shot had a magnet on it going towards the middle of the fairway or the And ground. actually, right. That's the first time I've ever played with you. Uh, first time I've ever played with anybody in that group. And yeah. you would think that, yeah, I should have been nervous, but I actually, I did like in the back of my head somewhere, I was like, okay, this is my time. Like I can show off right now. Like, <laughs> like if I hit some good shots, like they're going to think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Um, so my golf game. Yeah. Um, right now I'm a six, um, been able to play a lot more golf this year, uh, than it's, you know, already October of 2019. So pretty much wow. all of this year I've been playing quite a bit. Um, and we just joined at the end of last year, a country club near our house in Orlando, country club of Orlando. And, uh, it's a Donald Ross design, 1911. Beautiful. And it's just a different golf course than I ever really grew up playing on or spent a lot of time playing on. Um, it's really most of the time, you know, firm and fast and hard and lots of undulations in the greens. And I've had to start, you know, shot making. I don't right. just get a number, pull a club. So I've had to start making different shots and different approaches. And that's significantly made me a better golfer. And now it's actually way more fun to play the game that way. Even if I go to a course where I could just get a number and get to the club, it's actually I think more fun to figure out how to make a shot that's not just straightforward. Right, right. Yeah, old courses definitely give you that uh, creative kind of uh, problem solving. Right. All right, everybody. Got a new podcast ad read for you this week from a clothing brand. I know a lot of you ask me questions about clothing. Well, I've got some answers here. I just started wearing this new brand of super soft performance polos made by Devereaux. D-E-V-E-R-E-U-X. That's some other, I don't know what country spelling that is, but it's pro it's cool, whatever it is. I like that country. These polos have been awesome. They travel well, they look great, and are damn comfortable. And I'm they really they they I love them. I'm I, they really are. If you guys are looking for new polos to add to your rotation, I highly recommend giving these Devereaux polos a shot. Check them out at DVRX threads.com and use my name eric e-r-i-k at checkout to get 20 percent off your first order also the pants are pretty dope the polos are dope also they've got this half zip that's pretty dope uh, a lot of different patterns i love the solids it's good stuff check it out again use my name eric e-r-i-k at checkout to get 20 percent off your first order folks you've heard me talk about it and i'm not talking about 
Never mind. I'm talking about Precision Pro. You've heard me talk about them. I got a chance to meet these guys. I went out to Cincinnati. Spent the, I spent four years with them in one week. It was incredible. Anyway, uh, what's the main thing that golfers have in their bag that they're going to use most during a round? I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a putter. I'm not talking about your favorite iron. I'm not talking about your right arm to flag the beverage cart. I'm talking about your rangefinder. All golfers need a rangefinder that they can trust to know the precise distance in their target for nearly every shot, whether you're on the tee box or in the fairway. That's true. I've Honestly, I've thought about using it for putting just so I can be super accurate because putting is obviously lagging a little bit. Getting a phone call, folks. Um, anyway, I carry the NX9 HD rangefinder by Precision Pro Golf. It's easy to use, incredibly fast, and most importantly, it gives me the exact yardage to my target so I can choose the right club and swing with confidence. I actually love pulling it out. People are like, what is that? I'm like, it's Precision Pro. Get down with the green and blue, my guy. Green and gray, I mean. Um, Not to mention, Precision Pro offers free battery replacement services for the life of your rangefinder. We all know how annoying it is to run out of batteries, but you get an extra one when you get it, and then you get rangefinder batteries throughout the, like I said, life of your rangefinder. So you're not only getting a rangefinder, you're signing up for a lifetime service. So really, it just depends on how long you live. And at that point, that's where the podcast sort of, that's where it just drops off, and it's up to you at that point. Live healthy, obviously. Play, don't play golf in lightning. Uh, don't don't shoot adventures in golf, because that that we've talked about that with my insurance company, and it does decrease my lifespan. But, you know, it increases the benefits, and we all have fun. We've all signed up. Me and the crew have all signed. Uh, it's like an NDA for your life. Good news, the NX9 HD rangefinder is on sale. off. Even better, listeners of the podcast can receive an extra $10 off by using the coupon code ERIC, E-R-I-K, at checkout. Go to precisionprogolf.com and use the coupon code ERIC at checkout for $50 off the NX9 HD rangefinder today. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with Precision Pro Golf. All right, got a very, very special read from you. One read that fits into three stripes because you know how much I love the three stripes and I'm very excited to share something with you. Who knows what that'll be? Some secrets, maybe? Some secrets in the dirt? No. Adidas took their knit game to a whole new level. And honestly, I've actually, I wore these just the other day, and I was pretty comfortable and pretty tethered to the ground. Anyway, um, have you seen the new Tor 360 XT Prime Knit that was just released? Um, It's the first waterproof knit that they've ever had. So what you get there is a lot of flexibility around your little old feet, or big old feet, depending on what size your foot is, obviously. Although your foot may be big in stature, but not so much in, you know, you can have a big foot, but still have a small size. You know what I mean? Anyway, they come with a one-year waterproof warranty and three fresh new colorways so you can stand out on the course. It's important to stand out. Sometimes if your golf game, no, anyway, uh, it's built on the XT Traction sole, so you get amazing grip, but it's still lightweight and comfortable. That is true. Anyway, head over to adidas.com slash US slash golf to snag a pair. And follow Adidas Golf on Instagram and Twitter to stay updated on all of their newest releases. Until then, see you out there looking fresh. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason. And we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy. And we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. So do you get into the uh, old architecture kind no, of? You don't care. No, not at all. I 
I should know more and I've heard all the segments that Matt Janella does and I read all, I mean, I'm, that just, I've read and I try to know because I should. Um, I just, it doesn't stick in my head. And obviously being married to Brandel Chambly and he's a, you know, golf historian and he knows all those intimate details and intricate details. I just, it doesn't like process with me. Does so he, no, I don't. Like, does he try to get you into it? Does Brandel try to get you into the, into some things? Not really. Um, but he, like Brandel loves probably more than anything in the world, um, consuming knowledge and then sharing that. Like that, he just geeks out on. So he, I, I won't even ask him a question and he'll just be like, did you know that? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And like, I won't, you know, follow up. <laughs> Maybe it's like a, you know, time when I'm just like, I just want some peace and quiet. <laughs> and he'll be like, blah, 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 blah. And he'll keep going. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> you, you have, um, I would say, I guess it's not that unusual for female golfers to be with a male golfer as a couple. Sure. But, it, but I would say it's very rare for a guy, you know, it's sort of seen as this game where it's like you... You play it with other guys. Right. To find a female. Yeah. So how how has that been? I mean, you guys have this sort of what seems to be like a lovely traveling partnership that is more or less a whistle-stop tour of all the golf events <laughs> and golf courses around the world. Right. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. So um, I'm the first female golfer that he's ever dated, really. Um, well, that's not true one more. But... Um, yeah, to have that sort of relationship where, and he, you know, now he's like, oh my gosh, my whole life, like, why didn't I, why didn't I try to find this earlier? Like, this is amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, it's, it's fantastic. Most of the time our work at tournaments and stuff around the world does coincide, or if it's not the whole week, you know, maybe I'm somewhere, he can catch me on the front or back end of my trip or vice versa. Um, so we, yeah, I mean, it's, it couldn't be better. It's amazing. And what better way to spend time with your significant other than playing golf? I agree. Uh, do you play, uh, matches? Do you, do you, or do you just sort of play your own game? Oh yeah. So, um, I am definitively one day soon going to beat him straight up, straight up, and straight up. Is he a plus handicap or is he a scratch? Well, he's a plus. We don't, I mean, he doesn't like submit his scores. We don't know right, exactly. Because he's just playing in tournaments and right. they're legit tournaments. Right. Um, yeah, professional. They don't ask for your handicap. <laughs> That's gangster. <laughs> um, even though we're going to start uh, submitting his scores so he can get a handicap so that he can play in some like couples events at our country club. Oh, cool. So we do have to do that. So I will have a number for him sometime soon. But um, on our honeymoon, we were in Hawaii. We were playing Manelli Bay, Lanai. Hmm. And he wasn't keeping score. I was. He was playing terrible. He had uh, rental clubs because we just, I don't know why we didn't take our clubs. We just thought we were going to like beach it and hike and whatever. Reasonably. Um, so both of us had rental clubs. Um, he was playing terrible. That Have you played that golf course? I haven't been there. No. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's our favorite place in the world. But um, so it's a Nicholas design, and it's just right. There's some, lots of blind shots, and just it's a little bit wonky, and you you know you can't hit driver off every tee, and so it's just a little bit. You, if you don't know the course, it's a little weird. So um, he was playing terrible. I was playing pretty good, and I was like beating him coming down the last few holes. Again, he didn't know that, and I of course went like bogey, bogey. 
So we're on 18. I hit a perfect drive right down the center of the fairway. And then I only had like an eight iron in. And of course, I hit this skanky, chunky, whatever fade thing into the right side, green side bunker. <laughs> hit a great bunker shot out to like eight feet <laughs> and miss it. And I was like, oh! And he's like, what are you so upset about? Like, you played great today. And I was like, that was to tie you. <laughs> and he was like, you're keeping score? And I was <laughs> like, you're darn right I was. <laughs> so I've, I've also had one other, like a couple other rounds where I was literally like right on pace with them. And then I fell apart <laughs> the last That's couple so holes. Funny. But so I, I tell him all the time, like, it's not, we're not betting for anything or whatever, but like, oh yeah, no, I am grinding and I am going to beat him straight up one day. And he always is like, no, you like, I'll just give you strokes. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want the strokes. Right. One day, if, even if you're 80 and I'm whatever age I am, I'm going to beat you. So clearly I take it very seriously. <laughs> I got very animated and very intense about that. But it's, uh, but it's always in relatively good fun. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, another story we had real quick at our country club the other day. Um, I, through 16 holes, I was, what was I? I was seven over. So I said, and like breaking 80 for me, like, is like, that's great. Like that's the mark, yeah, right? Like I just want to break 80. That's I'm happy. So, um, through 16, I was seven over. And so I said to him, I was like, you know, if I, you know, if I finish strong, like, you know, I'm pretty excited. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you know, like something could happen for me on the course today. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, gosh, dang it, boy. If I finish par par, I, sh I break 80. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And so we like bet like dinner or whatever. And if I went par par and I ended up going birdie birdie, which is insane. Whoa. Like two birdies in a row and 17 is not that hard to birdie, but 18, it was in like back left shelf. I hit this like, uh, flighted pitch, whatever, like curled it up there to eight feet, like insane that I birdie birdied. Um, so yes, all in good fun, but, uh, definitely I'm going to beat him one day <laughs> straight up. That's a good, that's a, that's something to look forward to. Right. That's oh, exciting. and the world will know it. The oh, yeah. world will know it. You might, uh, he might, the bet might be that he might have to talk about it on TV. Oh yeah. Oh, the world will know it. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, in playing golf yesterday, um, I, I'm curious to know about your golf swing. Yes, sure. How do you describe yeah. it? Yeah. Um, uh, what's the word? It's not uh, textbook. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. Okay. So I have a very slow backswing, very slow. And I, you know, set at the top, pause and then release and go at it. Um, doesn't get me a lot of distance, not a long hitter of the ball, but pretty straight. Um, Repeatable is yeah, really the key. Sure. Um, and, you know, I apparently, Brandel says I have, you know, good mechanics. Grip is great. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's, I've tried to speed up my swing, and I used to be super, super self-conscious about my swing. Um, and then. Why, do you think? Well, you know, right. Uh, bef yeah, sure. In a male-dominated industry and area, like always showing up, not having a textbook swing uh, just made me feel like, you know, I should be, I should look more like a quote-unquote golfer. Um, even though that's ridiculous because 
I would beat most of the men I would play with, with whatever my swing looked like. If I just played my game, swing your swing, all Arnold Palmer. Um, so yeah, I used to, and then of course, when I sped up my swing and I get flustered, then obviously I play worse, which is not the point. The point is to get the ball in the hole. So no matter what it looks like, swing my swing and get the ball in the hole. And then how do you, how would you describe my swing? How would I describe your swing? <laughs> um, well, let's see. I mean, technically speaking, um, I love the setup. I mean, I found like I'm on TV. <laughs> I love the setup. Um, and I mean, I think what I'm seeing is, and like, I'm not a technical, I mean, I'm technical with my own swing, but I would, I can't really see anybody else's swing. Sure. Um, you know, I, to me, it's, it's interesting because it's not only super smooth, like, you know, like you said, slow takeaway, but it's also really athletic. Yeah. <clears throat> like when you, when you're going through impact, like there is a lot of force there and you can see it in your feet. Um, it has a signature to it, yeah. which is this sort of <laughs> P456 area where it sort of stops and then speeds up again. Right. And yeah. I mean, I found it charming. I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, I, but then uh, I hit great shots like all day. All day, it's just a butter fade up the left side. Yeah. Right. And it's no problem. Right. So, you know, I have played with a lot of people who are very well known in the golf industry and in the golf uh, training industry. Right. And I've seen perfect swings. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Like literally on plane for every second of the way, balanced body, hip turn, right leg straight, and literally just spraying the ball. Sure. Exactly. You know, like to a fairway right or something. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I've actually gone through a bit of a, obviously odyssey like anybody, which is that taking a lot of lessons, getting it to look great, shooting 83, right? shooting 83, mm -hmm. stopping the lessons, shooting 75, right? stop the lessons, shoot 75. What's going on? Yeah. Focusing on short game and putting is really right. for yeah. me, the score. Exactly. Um, and you know, I mean. I don't know. I uh, I think the the golf swing is similar to the way you react to your own golf game in that it's a it's a it's almost a part of yourself that's very hard to change. Right. Well, so uh, obviously being married to Brandel Chambly, uh, who knows a ton about the golf swing, uh, we've had conversations throughout our relationship where I'm like, you know, should I should I change my swing? Like, you know, should you help me? Blah blah. blah. And he's like, I'm not touching your swing. <laughs> like, no, not because it would cause friction, which. In fairness, that's probably a, a great reason to not also touch my swing. But he's like, you hit it great. I am not touching your swing. There's so much that you do that is great, that like great players do. Like there are elements of my swing that are good. And he's like, I'm not touching it. And I hate to practice. So he's like, you're out of your mind. Oh, right. You're not going to go practice. You're just going to become more frustrated and yeah. it's going to mess you up. And then you won't be able to enjoy the game. Yeah, that's kind of one of the problems is it's like, don't bring your car into the shop if you don't have time to leave it there. Right, right. And I the, hate hitting balls, but I do like chipping and putting. Yeah. Like, is I love, actually. Yeah, the golf swing is sort of this strange thing. It's like it's like it always needs to be functional, but there's always a problem with right. it. Right. But also, it's funny. I find, like, who would have thought a podcast with us, with me, about golf? I would be talking so much about the golf swing. Like, I don't know anything about the golf swing. I'm a field player. Like, it's not textbook. And yet, we're talking so much about the golf swing. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> we're talking about your 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 lack of interest in right. having a perfect swing. Right, yes. And just playing the game, which is actually something that, you know, I'm telling you. Like, I mean, I've I've gone through different phases in my golf life where... 
you know, uh, wanting to have a, I had a very ugly swing early on. It was, it was hideous. Like the, the top of the club head was sort of like, so my swing was so flat that my belt got in the way of my back. Like my, oh, wow. I mean, I'm kidding. Yeah, but, no, but like that I mean, it, flat. It was, I mean. it was, if, if Kucher was a foot tall, that yeah. would be my, or Holy cow, yeah. Ricky, you know what I mean? It was very flat and I would just slice it like off the planet. Yeah. And you know, through actually mostly YouTube and then when I was able to afford it or convince people to give me free lessons, I've, I've sort of gotten it slightly on plane, but I now struggle with it's, it's a very inside takeaway. And then I kind of do a KJ Choi and come a little bit outside on the way down. Sure. But when I try to take it outside on the way up and then if you're a killer, you know, I, I just start missing them all. Yeah. Right. And I gain more distance cause that's what everyone wants you to have. Right. But like I have found that deleting the golf swing question mark in my life has led to more pleasurable experiences of golf. Exactly. And as well as deleting the idea that what I walk away with on 18 or nine is somehow supposed to define my level of enjoyment on the course. Like deleting that as well has really changed my life. Yes. Right. And when we played yesterday, we were, we brought someone who had never played golf. Never, ever played. So there were six of us, including the one person who had never played. And right. We were all just yucking it up, hitting it around, not even, you know, like all of us, when we got on the green, we'd send her out with the putter and say, go putt for us. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't always have to matter what you shoot. I right. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was fun. So, um, when we talked about, um, the, the golf and the swing and you, so we, you have now, um, have had some interesting experiences here with, uh, with golf all over, right. Whether it's been, um, you know, I've traveling, it. Yeah. I mean, I, like I started my first job when I turned 16 was in a pro shop. I've worked in a cart barn. I've been an intern at Titleist and an intern at the PJ tour for the champions tour golf channel. I wrote for a golf magazine in Scottsdale before I came to golf channel. I worked at cool clubs in Scottsdale. Like I've literally done mostly nearly like all the things to do in golf. Like I've seen it. I'm clearly obsessed with the game. So with all of that time and mental energy and, you know, opportunities to learn, what would you say is probably, what have you kind of found yourself learning over and over again about the game of golf? Not so much as like a player or, or as a person with a swing or, but just in general, the world of golf. I'm actually going to sneeze. So give me a second. <laughs> okay. Um, you. you know what I mean? Has there been some type of overarching like thing that you've just seen? And, and it could be. A problem, you know, where where golf is changing a lot right now. I'm gonna sneeze again. Will that make it in the podcast? The sneezes. Absolutely. Okay. This is no um, editing. This this podcast does not try to cut out any allergies. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I don't have a cold. It's just allergy friendly. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. October in LA is a tough month. There's there's just sort of everything's happening at yes. once. Yes. Um, so anyway. You know, it, it could be a direction that it's headed. I mean, you're obviously in fashion. Can you just talk a little bit about where you've seen golf travel to, right, in terms of when you started and where you are now? Let's yeah. talk a little bit about what you've seen. Sure, yeah. I mean, it was 17 years ago that I would have first got into golf. And then, I mean, like you said, I mean, I've traveled the world um, seeing it. I'm going to um, fix your mic really quick. I just want to oh. give a slightly different angle. There you go. Cool. Um, 
I mean, I don't know where to begin. Like that's a right. Like, that's a huge question. Uh, well, I guess when you, what was your first? Did you have ever have an epiphany in golf? Did you ever have a moment where you're like, oh? Not. I mean, maybe not. Well, I like I. Like, were you like, because because a lot of people watching this or listening to this are saying, I want to work in the golf industry. Did you ever have a point where you were like, this is not what I thought it was, where this um, is just a job or or something like that. Well, I would say, I guess, uh, so I, I had two older brothers, uh, have, 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 <laughs> uh, have two older brothers. And so I was always around men, boys, like growing up, uh, played sports on men's boys golf sports teams. Uh, so the fact that golf was so male dominated did not bother me. Um, it was just, I was always used to being around in a, a bunch of males. Uh, but I will say, you know, after a while in the last maybe five years or so, it has hit me that like, okay, actually, you know, I, I would like some more like female in the game and com- that companionship. Cause it's, I mean, it's just different. It's, it's nice to have females around. So, um, it's wonderful that especially at golf channel and on morning drive, there were so many females um, both in front of the camera and behind that started to get into this industry. And it's been wonderful. They're, you know, some of my best friends. So, I mean, I'm loving that direction that, um, more women are getting into the industry working. Yeah. And on the golf course everywhere, you, you do see it more and more. And I think, you know, that's, I don't know how to change anything really. I just know what is fun to me and, you know, it's a, it's a great case study in the sense that, you know, you're out here, you and I did some work together for NBC. Um, what the client basically was like talking about problems within the golf industry. And then we said, well, why don't you come play golf with us? And she basically didn't want to. Right. And we were like, you're literally talking, we're talking about this and you're now right. becoming an example of that, which you want to change. Right. We're like, put your money where your mouth is. Like she was like, well, why don't y'all grow the game? Like grow it. And yeah. we're like, yeah, actually we're going to do just that. You're <laughs> coming to play golf with us. And it, you know, it was interesting for me to experience that because it's been a long time since I played with someone who has yeah. never played. Ditto. I can't remember the last time. Yeah. Um, if maybe the first, like, I mean, honestly, I don't, yeah, I don't remember the last time I played with someone who had never played golf before. And it was interesting because you're basically, and you and I talked about this at dinner the other night, but you are, you know, the, the, the golf industry doesn't really have like a indoctrination pathway. Right. There's, it's really like lesson, range balls, no information. Right. Figure it out. Yeah. I mean, very intimidating for sure. Especially if you go to the range and there's 75 stalls right. and the only woman is sitting on a bench watching her kid. Right. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean, we talked about this at dinner the other night that there's no referral program or, you know, there's the incentive to like bring someone out is so hard because if you're already in the game, you're already a golfer and you already have your skill set. You know, even I love, I love to go play by myself and play in like an hour and a half, 18 holes. Wow. Like I am in and out, like hit shots, blah, 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 boom, boom, make putt, blah, blah, and I'm out. Like I love that. So that clearly contrasts so much with bringing out a first timer or even, you know, someone who's already played before, but like a beginner. Right. So it's just, I mean, it's tough for sure. Uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I read all the statistics that, Young girls are the largest growing yes. um, segment within golfers, so that's wonderful news. And I, 
I promise you, young girls out there, <laughs> I will take you out on the golf course if you want to. I, I that did would be cool, take, Bailey. Totally. And I'm saying it right here, right now. And I mean it. Like, you should schedule one in Orlando. I'm sure you could have a lot yeah. of fun and a meaningful experience for them. Well, so, right. I, uh, it's funny. I think about that a lot, how I should be doing more. And uh, like, I'm a terrible person that I'm not doing it. But then I'm thinking, you know, I'm still, I don't feel like I have complete control over like my life and like what I'm doing. And I'm still trying to figure out things. Mm-hmm. So like people who give back, I feel like they're like, you know, they've got their stuff together and they're like giving back because they've got time and energy and they they can do this, which that's not the way to do it. But it just like hit me on this trip. I'm like, yeah, actually, why am I not doing more? So mm. I'm going to do more. <laughs> that's exciting to hear. Stay tuned for a, uh, to play golf with Bailey. That'll be a fun event. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, watching, you know, I, I ran through the gamut of feelings when we were playing with this person who never played golf. Right. And part of me was like, holy shit, like this is, this is a lot. Right. Like it's almost like picking up a soldier who's been shot and bringing him back. And that's why they give awards out for that because it's really hard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and it, and it demands a lot of selflessness really. And um, especially like I was in the cart with her. So not only, and like I was trying to play, but then I also had to like give all my attention to her. You'd explain everything. Explain everything. And then, right. She's asking me questions like in the golf cart. So I'm explaining golf at large. And then, you know, <laughs> I've never played this course and like, I lost my golf ball, you know, like the side of it and I couldn't find it. And y'all, you know, there's four of the rest of you and y'all are doing, and I'm like making sure she doesn't hit me with a club or hit anyone with the ball. And I'm like, uh, right. Oh, I mean, you... it, it was, you know, again, not, we weren't putting a score on a scorecard, no. so it didn't matter, but I was just like, uh, what, what's funny is I was actually like, Oh, I guess they're in their own thing. They're doing their own thing. But I didn't realize that it was almost like you without sort of signing up for it. You're now like the golf instructor, the exactly. You're the te- you're the teacher for two hours or actually it was a nine hour and a half nine but yeah she kept calling me like you know mr miyagi and, <laughs> and i was like right i mean not that i had any issues with it but i was like wait when when did i sign up to like be like her number one like right I mean, but yeah yeah i think it was actually my idea so i'm sorry i'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that you chimed in like a couple times <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was interesting because you definitely see that for most people you you you, I, I will say though, I did go through that realization of wow, this is hard. Yeah. But I also did go through the realization on the ninth green when we when we finished that she had a great time. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <clears throat> and I'd be um, misrepresenting the facts if I didn't remember that that happened to me. Oh my god, right? That's what we tried to tell her all day. Is like every single one of us was you before. Yeah. We were all lost. We all felt super self-conscious. We had no idea what we're doing, no idea how to stand, no idea how to grip it, no idea how to swing. Yeah. I mean, and it's such a foreign movement and action. I mean, it's the weirdest, most maddening thing. Like, why do we do this game? Like, it's crazy. What do you love about golf? So I hear all the time, you know, people love like the camaraderie and I love that too. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I love playing golf by myself. I love just, I'm outdoors. I'm an outdoorsy person, sunshine. It's beautiful. It's very Zen. It's very peaceful. And you know, again, I'm like a decent enough golfer, like to try and, you know, get birdies, like just my, it's just my time to be me. I don't like, I just love, I love playing golf by myself and quickly and, you know, I, I hate practicing. Like I need to play golf because it's a brand new day, a brand new challenge. Every hole, every swing is not going to be perfect. How do you recover? It's just like my me time. Like it's 
my way to unwind and like be me. And what is the action of playing golf taught you that the experience of, you know, turning four strokes into three, what does that tell you? Or, or, you know, just, or maybe into five, unfortunately, but you know what I mean? Like, like the game has taught me a lot of people, a lot of things that do you have one sort of thing that's taught you that's time? Um, <clears throat> I mean, just the cliche stuff, you know, that comes to mind about, um, just recover. Like, you know, like it's not, no, it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, it's, you can always, you can always recover, right? If you, even if you hit it in the water off the tee, so that's in one, drop two, you can still knock it on in three and save par. Like, you can always recover, no matter what it is. Or you can hit a perfect drive, a perfect second shot, perfect putt, and it doesn't go in, and you've made four just the same way you've made it by hitting it in the water. Right. Like, never, I never give up. It's never too late. Like, you can always recover from something. And Golf and life. I mean, yeah. Do you have any home ones? No. But I did, uh, in front of my boss on the PJ Tour Champions, back when I interned years ago, 20, 2007, uh, he took me to play at Hazeltine, and I was so nervous, and like the head pro came out, and I shanked it into the woods on a par three, and then I went and got another ball, the tee was still in the ground, same club, and then I knocked it in. So I saved par, So right? Like I, that's, that's a hole in one, though. No, no, it's a three. Who says it's not a hole in one? It's not a hole in one. I shanked it. I knocked it. I I've stood on a tee box on a par three and and made it into the hole with one swing. Yes, I would say that counts. No, I mean way. it doesn't count as a one on the scorecard, but but it's also isn't it like a cool story? Like I shanked it. Yeah, it's great. And then I knocked it in. So. Well, Janella has a hole in one, but it was like while he was filming and he right. just dropped a ball and and put it in. But see, it's funny because <clears throat> we were both on morning drive. When after he did that, and we talked about it on the show, and no way. I said that it wasn't a hole in one. Whoa, harsh take. Right, I know. And he yeah. why because it's not during play. Yeah, like wow. it's just different. Like it, yeah. He. I what mean, does Brandle say? I know he wasn't on morning drive that day. I don't know. <laughs> I. I mean, right? Maybe it's like cutthroat and hardcore, and I apologize, Matt. But you know, I just it has to be like within the round, and even you know, I don't think you're allowed to like practice putting after you, you know you've missed your three footer you don't get to grab it back and like put it if you're if you're genuinely counting like your round as a complete round yeah, i agree don't pull the putt back like yeah. you can't pull it back and practice like you know i'm just i'm yeah. very much if you're going to call it i'm a like i'm a true six point whatever i am like, yeah i put everything out because i want to be a better player right because yesterday i picked up your ball and you were oh, like i, was, I, was I know you were teasing that. but <laughs> So what, what really, what do you hate on the golf course? What do I hate? Um, people who take it way too seriously, which seems contradictory, right? Like I'm saying, like, I, I hear what you're saying, but you're talking emotionally. Emotionally. I can't, right. I can't stand when people are petulant and like throw clubs and curse and freak out. Sure. It's like, calm down. It is golf. Yeah, golf's a funny kind of fine line, self-correcting kind of situation where it's like, you've got to take it serious enough to stick to it and right. to care and to be good. But if you take it too seriously, you're really not going to enjoy it and you're going to create right. a negative experience for those around you. And it hurts your game, whether you realize it or not. Yes. You know, when you take it that seriously and you get angry, like that's not helpful for right. your game. You're not, That's not going to make you play better. Um, okay, so 
I think that's pretty much it. We're going to go play golf. Yes. I'm excited. We're going to go play Wilshire. Perfect. Um, where I'm not a member. Right. Which I'm, I, I called and I said, you know, I'm here. Because you've not been a member for how long now? Like when did it's you been almost them? exactly a year. Yeah. Okay. There's a, if you're listening to this for the first time, there is a podcast that, <clears throat> that I recorded about a year ago about leaving the, the country club membership, which was a very difficult decision. Um, but, you know, ultimately I, I do feel good about it as much as I miss the home there. Right. Right. Which now, how long have you guys been a member of um, CCO? Uh, just December. So not even okay. a year. And like it was end of December. And uh, yeah. And that's a big, like a lot of Golf Channel people are members there. Yes. Uh, locationally, it's uh, right sort of like near downtown in Winter Park and College Park. So it's a great location because um, a lot of people live in those areas. So, and it, I mean, great club, great design, great people. It's wonderful. We love it. Yeah. I love Donald Ross. So I would probably dig into that. And pretty... I'm super geeky into golf course architecture. So I also love Donald Ross. I'm like, uh, there's, a, there's a thing. I, there, I but... want to, like, I want to know architecture better, but I just don't. It just like goes over. It doesn't, it doesn't process. Well, I've got some videos we can send you and you can see I've, if you like I've it. I've watched them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've read, like I've done all the things. Right. I just, yeah, it just doesn't care. It just doesn't click. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, it could be a compliment. I mean, sometimes if you're really good at golf, you just don't give a shit about that stuff. I just, yeah. Michelle Wee doesn't care. Right. Like, it's just not, of all the things to process about golf, like, why does that one matter? Like, it's a golf course. I'm going to go play it and figure it out. Yeah. And, like, the characteristics and the, the reasonings why it's designed that way. Like, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, when we go play, I'll talk about that with Brandon. <laughs> I mean, Perfect. I love the history of it. I think, you know, because, I don't know. I, I don't need to explain it, but I think. And, you know, it's... You never know. Right. Like it could change. Right. Favorite, um, do, do you have like a favorite golf trip memory? Um, probably the honeymoon where I, I almost, knew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, or. How cool to play golf on your honeymoon. What a really cool experience. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, right. I mean, I, you know, played St. Andrews two years ago. No, last year, uh, 2018. For the first time, first and only. Um, Cabot's a huge, like I love I want to go there so bad. Uh, never been to Bandon yet. Whoa. I know. So we got to get there. Uh, we, yeah, we, for as much golf as we do and as many golf trips as we do take, like we've never been to Pinehurst. Wow. Never been to Bandon. Brandle has, but I, I mean, like we just, we need to do these things. Well, it's hard when you're working, working, working on golf, golf, golf. And then you're like, great, we've got seven days off. Right. No, I don't want to go. Well, and it's, yeah, we don't not go to Bandon because we've already done all these other great trips too. Like it's, it's not like we're just not doing any, like we're doing these other amazing yeah. places. We just haven't done. Yeah. I mean, the, it's funny cause we'll get a lot of messages through, you know, email or Instagram or whatever. And it's like, come to Texas, come to Colorado, come right. to Fiji. And you're just like, dude, I can barely go to the supermarket. Right. And like, you know, I mean, I love those messages because we do keep track of them. And there's actually a, a spot on our website for come visit my course. Yes. So that we know like when we go to a place, yes, that's wonderful. we sort of have a tr little track of, you know, our friends and family that are out there. Yes. And we'll usually set up a meetup there. And that way, you know, kind of, you know, it creates this like interaction where people are able to like, you know, feel involved in something that's not the normal golf experience. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, there's 30,000 courses, so it would take you, uh, more than one lifetime to play right. all of them. Right. Yeah. But I guess I should, you know, I'm, I'm, I got some work to do. I better, uh, I better get busy. Well, you've never played Wilshire. <laughs> never played Wilshire. Yeah. LPGA tour stop 1919 yeah. coming up on its, uh, 
It's uh, it's it's, it's today, this year is its hundredth year. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so uh, we can talk about architecture. Yeah, love it. Can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. I'll re I will remember it all. Should we play a little match? Totally. So you're a what? I'm a six. Six. Okay. So you'll probably play to a seven on this course. Okay. That's what it's going to be. I'm a four seven, so I'll play to a, a probably a five. So I'll give you one stroke on the front and on the back. Okay. I feel like that's cheating. I'm also a terrible negotiator. Like on bets, right. I'm a terrible, which like my dad always, like he's a big like better just to put pressure on, right? Like not right. like money-wise, not a large sum, but like you should play for something. It mad like it teaches you, it puts pressure on you and it teaches you to, you know, come through in the clutch. Right. Um, and I'm a terrible negotiator. Like he'll just throw out any bet that's ridiculous and he's a scratch. Like he's right. amazing. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, sure. Like I haven't, so sure, yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the thing: if the course is only, I think, sixty five hundred yards. Okay. And so your yardage is, I think, it might even be sub six. Perfect. And you know there is like OB and trouble. There's OB and hazard on every hole. Perfect. Doesn't won't come into play for me. See, you're Straight. gonna benefit here. Yeah. And totally. the greens are really tricky, so it's oh. like, and the green compounds and structures are very, yes. you know, they've got sharp teeth. Yes. So you know, definitely. Um, that's a, that's an issue. I also know the course, so that does potentially provide me with an advantage. So, but the format, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, there is a video as well of the pod, and it's going to be cut together with us playing golf. So, I think a fair bet is we'll play. I think maybe it's maybe it's one and a half strokes aside. Okay. And then I that way, if you okay. tie, if we both make par, then you win. If you told me straight up, I'd say okay. <laughs> I'm a terrible negotiator on bets. All right. We're going to call Brandel in the car. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm looking forward to playing golf. Yeah, me too.